So the Eastern Cape plans to boost its vaccination drive by targeting men in taverns and taxi ranks. This is in response to the reported low number of men coming forward to be vaccinated. The Eastern Cape province has vaccinated just over one million people. Um, we now speak to Dr. Roline Wagner, HOD at the Eastern Cape Health Department. Good afternoon to you, good doctor. Good afternoon, Glenn. How are you? Ah, excellent. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. I was enjoying your song, Keep It Rolling, and I think it applies to vaccinations as well. We've <laughs> oh, got to yes. keep it rolling. Yeah, keep it so, moving, keep it rolling. Keep yeah. it moving, keep it rolling. <laughs> so, so, doctor, tell us about this campaign to target taverns mm. and taxi ranks for the vaccine rollout. Okay. So I, I think maybe just to take half a step back, we're really excited because you're the first media outlet to be informed now. We've, we've just achieved over 2 million jabs. So that's a doses administered yesterday. Yes. We're very excited to have reached the 2 million mark and we want to take it forward. But as much as we're excited about what we've achieved so far, we are constantly looking at how else we can improve it. And you may be aware that of all people vaccinated, 62% of them are women mm. and, and showing that there are too few men. So we started thinking about how do we engage men? Where do we find where men and young people in particular hang out? And they, there were two two particular areas that we thought about. The one is obviously that men tend to collect around taverns and youth as well. And the second area was that the taxi industry is dominated by men. Mm. So we've done quite a bit of work working with the taxi industry, with the owners and vaccinating taxi, taxi owners and drivers. But we're also now looking towards taverns. So we want to start out in the Dansani area. To just start out with two or three tavern owners who are willing to be vaccinated and to endorse the program. And then we want to move on to targeting patrons in and around that tavern through a door-to-door campaign. That will then be followed up by having a particular, we will then announce to people the, the date of the pop-up site at the tavern so that we can encourage people to come and get vaccinated. Mm. I think one question that me and my colleagues mm. asked earlier on was that, mm-hmm. is it advisable to vaccinate people who may be, have been indulging in alcohol? Okay. So when we do the pop-up site, it's our intention to do it midweek um, at a convenient time when people get back from home, etc., because we're trying to ensure that you're not inebriated. The, the scientific studies, when they did the studies, they did not necessarily do studies to look at the effects of alcohol on the vaccination program. So there are no studies that says that alcohol consumption and moderate alcohol or excessive alcohol consumption Uh, It affects the effectiveness of the vaccine. Mm. But that being said, we know that if we're going to vaccinate you, we would rather that you avoided excessive alcohol intake after being vaccinated. And that is mainly a precautionary note, because if you were to have side effects, we wouldn't want it to be confused by the fact that you also are inebriated. So we would prefer that if you are vaccinated, especially afterwards, is that you hold back on alcohol consumption so that we can make sure... It's, it's safe and that you're not having other side effects that could be masked by alcohol. I, it's, a very, it's a very tricky one. I mean, fortunately, I, I don't drink alcohol, but I can't imagine myself being near alcohol after the vaccination and trying to walk away from this temptation not to drink <laughs> alcohol because <laughs> 20 meters away from me, there's, there's a beer there. Yeah. There's gin, yeah. there's champagne. Yeah. So 
think it's it's about the between the devil and the deep blue sea. The, mm. the reality is that people are going to taverns, so you can't avoid it. Mm. And it's to educate and enlighten people and have the tavern as a pop-up site um, midweek, again, to try and limit the, the fact that people will be utilizing. Uh, mm. But it, the whole thing is about avoiding excessive use of alcohol. Mm. And if you look at what the limits are, generally two, uh, two drinks of alcohol beyond that, you are considered to be over the limit. Mm. You know, so it's yeah. not that I'm necessarily advocating that you have to drink. But we recognize that people are coming around, they're socializing, they mm. trust and know the tavern owner. And so we, we try to utilize that relationship and that center of, of activity, social activity in the community, to at least use it as a point of, of giving access to communities and bringing them to places that they know in that area. Mm. Yeah, you know, Doctor, without, you know, trying not to be negative uh, mm. on these taverns, I mean, I can imagine if me and my friends go to socialize, even at a restaurant. Obviously, you're mm-hmm. always told that, you know, uh, for you not to be arrested um, for mm-hmm. not drinking under the influence of alcohol, at least you need to have at least one glass of wine or something like that. You know how difficult it is when you're even in a restaurant. There's no way that you're going to have one glass of wine mm-hmm. when you're sitting in a restaurant for two and a half hours. Yeah, I, I can understand that. And I suppose it's something, it's a similar moral dilemma uh, that we face because mm. parents would prefer that you don't advocate family planning for teenage girls and teenage boys. However, if they're sexually active and you don't do family planning, then you have unwanted pregnancies. Mm. So do we take a moral high ground and say, no, we will not issue condoms and family planning? Or do we say, well, let's be practical about it this does happen so how do we be pragmatic in order to achieve the, the public interest yeah and the high objective yeah and, and, and it's I, not a personal choice yeah and another challenge that you are facing is this one where you've also called on unmarried women to consider withholding <laughs> sex from unvaccinated men you know it's not gonna happen you know it is not going to happen <laughs> good luck on that one would, would you like me to comment on that yeah please do Especially as an unmarried woman. (laughs) So I think on a serious note, sex is always consensual, whether you're married, whether you're not married, whether, you know, whatever the circumstances, whether you're male or female, Mm. and you have a choice about whether or not you want to have sex with anybody, whatever your reasons, and if you don't, that, that is to be respected. Irrespective of whether we agree with the other person's reasons, that is to be respected. That's the general principle. It's an mm. individual choice. Mm. And what withholding, of course, means that there's a power element, and power and abusive power is never encouraged. Um, so the principle is sex must always be consensual, mm. and we respect the other person's decisions. Yeah. I, 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 see, I can only see that happening when someone comes and they're really coughing. They are coughing, seriously, like cough, 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 cough. And then you're like, no, it's not going to happen. But when someone does not have symptoms, <laughs> there's nothing that you can do about it. You know what I mean? There's nothing yeah, that you can do about it. We have asymptomatic carriers, so that would be difficult. You never know. Mm. And so, look, I must say, though, I've got a friend who's now overseas on, on business and visiting family. Mm. And she's in Germany, and they are a lot stricter. So their businesses are saying you will not have access if you don't have proof that you've been vaccinated. And if you've been infected, you must have a test that proves that you are no longer positive, etc. So they are a lot more, they enforce those rules uh, a lot quicker than we do. Obviously, the debate is still on in our country because it, we're trying to balance your individual rights with what is in the public interest and so forth. But it's been interesting to see what's happening in other countries. Mm. 
Yeah, South Africa is a totally different animal. You know, where you still have a majority of men who are providers, you know, also makes it very difficult. But anyway, yeah. when are you starting the campaign and how many men are you targeting? Well, if we look at the general split, it's almost a 50-50 split. So okay. when we start seeing that the proportion of men approaches that of women, then we probably start thinking that we're moving in the right direction. Mm. So at the beginning of the campaign, we're focusing on those who are most at risk. So your 60 pluses, your 50 to 59s, and those with comorbidities. But as we are keeping closer now, we're at about 63% of the 60 pluses already vaccinated. As we move closer to them achieving their herd, herd immunity, status, we have to start driving the 18 pluses, those employed, you know, the captive audiences. We need to start encouraging people to, to get vaccinated. We, Especially now, we're going to be also ramping up the engagement with sports persons and sports personalities as well as spectators, because we want to start opening up our social spaces, playing and watching sport as they're doing overseas. There's no reason why we can't achieve that in our country, but it does mean that you need to make the choice to protect yourself protect your families, and protect our communities. Dr. Rolin Wagner, thank you so much for chatting to us, and we wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Take care. All Thanks right, there listeners. you go. She's the HOD at the Eastern Cape Health Department. Listen, we, let's just pray. Pray for, for, the, for this campaign. Let's just pray, pray, pray day and night, because <laughs> there's no withholding of the Prinyakos here. That's going to happen. Believe you me. It Besides is. the withholding of the Ponyakos, the question that you asked about um, the taverns and how safe it is. And, you like, know, uh, after I vaccinate and there's a beer two meters away, am I going to walk away from it? So you born in shampoo. I respect the good doctor, but it, was, uh, it wasn't too convincing. Her response wasn't too convincing for me. Because it's not good. It's just not good enough. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it wasn't convincing for me. I'm sorry. Rather stay away from the taverns, you know. Mm. Rather go, maybe go to the malls. Rather. Or the taxi ranks. Yeah. Go to the tech. Go to where the people are at, yeah. but taverns, they're not consuming no. any, uh, you know, yeah. cold stuff. Yeah. Rather taxi yeah. ranks. She struggled with that one. And, 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 and malls, yeah. Taverns, oh, imagine a go gonga. Where's the gonga?